Hey guys, how you doing? Back with the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. Everything center fire and rim fire. Our guiding principle is to make better shooters. Um, back here again with Dave. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing pretty good. It's um, we're we're wet down here. It's been raining for like a week. Yeah, I was looking on the charts and it had it had circulation on it. If that would have developed out into out in the water, it would have become something here. So, it, good thing it developed, you know, kind of over land. Yeah, it was just a lot of, it was actually not much wind, it was just a lot of rain, but it's kind of put a, I was hoping to get out and shoot some this week, and I was thinking about going to a match tomorrow, but uh, that's not happening. Oh, all right. Well, I did get out and do some shooting, so it was, uh, it had an interesting, interesting afternoon with the, with the tripod work uh, on moving targets with the 22, it was a, it was a pretty good training session. So um, did a little right-handed, a little bit of left-handed. Uh, none of it was prone. All of it was off the tripod. I think I had the, I think I got that mover set up right at about 125 right now, which is you know, pretty challenging with the, with the, uh, with the 22. Uh, I had, uh, com- had completely different holds in both in either direction because of the wind, uh, mm-hmm. about 0.6. So that made it pretty interesting and fun. But I had a good time with that. So. I get. I, I'm the one who gets to say, "Hey, I had a shooting session, and you didn't." Oh yeah, good. Man, that's awesome. Were you uh, were you locked into a tripod, or were you using a bag on it? No, I was. I was. Uh, it was just you know the regular Arca rail. It was locked mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we had uh, one of our classes up there in uh, in Colorado. We had a really good session on with 22s on on using tripods and uh, a lot of new a lot of new little tips and techniques that you know we had from one of our, our guest instructors up there so it worked out really good had a, had a good time and so i wanted to come in and put those into play and uh it worked out really good i mean it's a it, it's a fantastic tool that tripod for sure oh yeah awesome yeah it's uh i've gotten to where now whether it's work or hunting or whatnot especially any any type of that way you work behind a rifle or hunting the the tripod and is except for the rifle is almost the most important piece of kit you can take nowadays yeah who knew <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's it's awesome uh and i'm starting to see actually i used to see a, a shift in uh, ideas a couple years ago everybody was trying to use tripods as much as they could but without practicing so it was just a disaster all the time it matches and now you're starting yeah. to see a lot more respect for it you either see guys that have you know messed with it and know what they're doing or they kind of stay away from it people are starting to figure out it's it's not as easy as a lot of people thought it was yeah and there's, there's so many products that are out there too you know <clears throat> buck has that one thing where you can put your gear on the tripod. I think Armageddon Gear has another one, um, and so there's there's some people that are making you know accessories out there for them now. You know to kind of keep your stuff more organized and, and keep you a little bit a little bit better shape. But I'm looking forward to doing it some more. That's for sure. It was a, it was a it was a good time. Yeah, it's getting to where I think you can dedicate almost a whole portion of a class to tripods nowadays. Yeah, for sure. And you know we're starting to see students show up with them as well. So that that makes it a little bit easier. I had I had several up in, in Colorado for that remote class in case people didn't have them, you know, they could, you know, go ahead and, and use them anyway. And so that, that worked out good. And I think, I think they're going to end up, end up getting some, you know, for on their own, uh, which is nice. Uh, we've been using, I've been using the two vets tripod and one of them is called the no name. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, the 40 mic mic. And, uh, those, those things are, those things are solid. And there's a lot of solid ones out there, but there's a lot of different companies that are making them that will definitely do the trick. Yeah. Two vets is starting to pick up popularity. I mean, they, they're good guys. They've been around a while and I'm starting to see them more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, student, one of the students who came up, we did have a tripod. He actually had one. He had a, he had a no name with him. So yeah, I'm starting to see him out in the field a little bit more. Works out. Okay. Awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, 
we had had a little discussion before we got on here. I guess we were talking about, did you want to talk about the, the accuracy topic, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I got a, one of my, one of my buddies from up in the, up in the Midwest that he had sent a, let me just read it. Okay. He sent it to only accuracy podcast, the ROAP at riflesonly.com. And it says, what would be some of the more effective ways to reduce wobble that could be introduced during training? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, there's like a ton of answers on that. I'll let you go for it to begin with, and then I'll put in mine, and, and uh, we'll just tackle this. All right, yeah, because uh, there's this is one of those, I guess, like everything else, it, it kind of depends. I mean, <laughs> uh, it just depends on what you're shooting on. But generally speaking, I see the biggest thing um, I could say straight away is just getting straight behind the rifle and square behind the rifle. That's probably one of the biggest things that I see that where guys are uh, – having issue guys or girls uh shooters are having some issues one they're 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 not square behind their rifle sometimes you can't get square because of an obstacle or something but for the most part we can get pretty square behind it so you're already bladed off and uh whatever wobble you did get rid of you you may uh lose in your sight picture on recoil and other things or you're just not uh in a good spot i try to make myself a Pretty much, I imagine a tripod. My uh, my legs are the two rear, and then the uh, the rifle and the prop or the, the the third leg there. So I always just try to first thing is get square behind the rifle, and the other thing that will cut that way down on your wobble that people forget about is uh, not inducing or not using your muscles. You want to use your bone support. So if you're standing and you find yourself uh, uh, having to get down a little bit lower, you're tall or the prop's just different. Uh, you, you, you start with two different things. You either move your feet further away from the prop or whatever you're on or, and, or you spread your legs or your feet wider. If you get to a point where you're as far back as you can go and your legs are as wide as they can go and you're still not down, do not start bending. You you want a little bend in your knees to make sure the blood's flowing, but do not continue bending down because then you're going to get uh, you're only going to have a couple seconds where your muscles hold up and then you're going to induce your own wobble that you could have been as stable as you could get you're going to induce your own wobble so once you get to that point where you're as far back from the the barricade as you end and your legs are as wide as they can that's your cue to take a single knee or a double knee or or seated or whatever you need to do so the biggest thing I see is uh, it's not the actual wobble of the rifle per se because we're especially at matches now we're using eight pound bags and 22 pound rifle you set it up there it doesn't move so the wobble is mainly us um and that's where i see most of it is not building a proper base before you even address the rifle set the rifle up there point it towards your target and then you have to build a proper base before you address the rifle yeah um you're the thing about it is and a lot of people don't don't get this is um guys you're you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to throw up your hands and give up and say, I need a good natural point of aim. Yeah, yes. No, no natural point of aim means you're going to have wobble. Your body is like a spring. And like we see this whenever we're doing, you know, work on the mover, um, you know, we'll get back and it's just like we're back, say, three or 400 yards. And, uh, you know, it's just for a competition thing. Uh, set up your NPA on the center of the mover track. And then when you have to torque to the right, you're minimizing how much you have to torque to the right. If you torque to the left to hit the mover, you're minimizing how much you have to torque to the left. But a lot of people, they know that mover is going to come out from one direction, so they'll get straight behind their gun and they're in that one direction. Well, by the time the mover gets over to the other side of it, um, you know, they, they've wound up their torso, you know, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, and it, at the time you shoot, 
you know, all your muscles relax. And so it tries to spring back into that position. And if you're trying to hold, it's like if you had a spring in your hand and you were a pretty strong one, like maybe the ones that, uh, you know, Dick Liberty used on his, on his, uh, targets. Um, you know, if you, if you twist that and you hold that, you know, that spring, you know, pretty soon, pretty soon you're going to start to wobble. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is you'll see it, but it, it's so close. Well, now, since we're increasing these distances so much, that little wobble becomes extremely noticeable. And so it, if you're not, if you're not going to get that good natural point of age where, you know, you just, where you can relax as much as you can, you're going to get wobble. If, if you've got tension on those muscles and stuff like that, you're going to get wobble. I'm sorry. It's just a fact of life. Um, the other thing too is um, being able to go in and get into these positions, you know, under a clock or, you know, before the deer gets away or the guys that are you know wearing a badge, you know, you, that is why you have practice sessions and, and you go and you practice and you practice and you practice and you practice until Whenever you see whatever position you're, whatever thing you're going to have to shoot off of the prop, be it the ground, you know, uh, some sort of natural terrain feature or a rock or a uh, culvert, tank trap, whatever, doesn't really matter. You kind of know where your person needs to go mm-hmm. to where you can support, you know, the fundamentals on that rifle. And you know, people will ask you all the time, especially when we're, you know, training on barricades out here, you know, hey, is it, can I put my foot here? Can I, can I do this with my hand? I said, look, I don't care what you do provided what you're doing supports the fundamentals of marksmanship and the, the, the biggest fundamental of marksmanship is going to be natural point of aim, you know, no question about it. And the more you do it, the more you get adept at it and the quicker you can get into it. And it, it goes back to the neural pathways in your brain. You know, if, if I, I, I use this example in my class and I might've even talked about it on the podcast, but if you want to know an example of what a neural pathways, if you're a right-handed shooter, before you go to bed, put on your safety glasses and brush your teeth with your left hand mm-hmm. because you're going to have some safety glasses and it's going to feel awkward as hell. <laughs> but then before you do it and the more you do it, the next thing you know, it turns out to where you don't have to, you, I mean, you brush your teeth with either hand. It doesn't matter. It's about becoming ambidextrous. But if you're a right-hander, you've got those neural pathways uh, built up on how to brush your teeth, you know, and, and you don't, you know, mess, you don't hit yourself in the eye or anything else. You go to the other side. <laughs> Uh, all bets are off until you get that other side trained as well. And that's just about having proper neural pathways. Um, a lot of times what will happen is if you go, I always say, you know, practice your natural point of aim, you know, do the, do the test on it when you have it right. And then what's your, what's your best choice right then? Well, you can either load the rifle and shoot it, but that's probably not your best choice. Your best choice to get up, kick your rifle, go get some water, come back and rebuild that position because each time you build that position correctly. And it doesn't matter what the position is. I mean, you could be off of a barricade. You could be just slung up, which I really enjoy. Or, you know, you could, you know, even, um, even the tripod, you know what I mean? The tripods don't eliminate wobble. You know, you still have to do your part on that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, go out and practice it. And next thing you know, your body will just get into its natural position without you having to act have any extra thoughts <clears throat> and we always say all the fundamentals need to become innate and they need to become innate for that that same reason to where you know you've got enough problems to solve downrange let's not be solving you know fundamental problems on the clock whatever the clock may be you know for several yeah. examples of that but stay with it and and build those neural pathways if you have if you have a wobble that's going on there first look at yourself you know what I mean? What, where do I have tension in my body? Where do I feel I'm exerting a little bit of extra tension? Then try to relieve that. And how do you try to relieve that? I don't know. It could be just moving your foot, you know, three inches to the right. It could be moving your foot three inches forward. It could be getting your shoulders a little more square behind the gun. 
it could be a, um, I can't sit here and say that, you know, the answer is always this because the answer is always different. And so if you have that opportunity and you should, I mean, it's just, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this you know, a little bit later in the podcast, but, um, dry fire, you know, dry fire in your, in your garage, you know, get one of those things where you can see up close with your scope and practice, practice these positions. So it'll show up. And then whenever it's those time is time to go to work, you ain't got to worry about it anymore. No, I, I, I completely agree. The, uh, I, well, I see it all the time, but I actually brought up something that, that match we were talking about, uh, last time that I, the last match I shot, uh, I remember it was a guy there. He shoots pretty good. And I watched him get set up. I don't, remember exactly what it was it was on a prop or pro i think it was on a prop but anyway he he got set up and it was obvious that he had to kind of twist his body like you said twisting that spring it was obvious mm-hmm. he did that he maybe hit the first shot and then he dropped two and then he stopped he caught himself and re he readdressed the rifle and mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden everything was fine. I mean, it's good he caught himself, but we want to get into those habits of uh, we've done it so much that we don't get into a string of fire and then think, oh, man, my natural point aim. We want to practice so much that we we realize we're twisting and then we back away and, uh, you know, readdress. Yeah, for sure. And it gets even better when you don't realize you're twisting and your body just untwists on itself without any conscious thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you got to. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, well, yeah. cool. Oh, great. Well, good. Question. I, I, I appreciate that, JT. And uh, you know that's that's a really good one. But it's um one of those things to where you know it's pretty much any anything that comes up with this. You know, we can probably trace it back to the fundamentals of marksmanship somewhere or some way. You one or more of the fundamentals just simply because our gear and our ammunition and our scopes are so good these days. Uh, it's and the problem is it's us. <laughs> it's us. Oh yeah, it, it, everything everything we do. Uh, I'm real big uh, on the, the the ammo side and loading and 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 also the shooting, obviously. And every most every issue I see with myself or anybody else, uh, I would probably say it's somewhere around eight or nine times out of ten. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be something you're doing, whether you're shooting, whether you've got something going on with your loading process. It's gonna be us. Yeah, it's always gonna be us. It's going to be us. Well, I know that we were, uh, there's some things, I know that we were going to have a short one today because we're going to have a really big one next time. So I wanted to kind of cover some of the other stuff that we had uh, down here. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked about the hearing protection and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that it came in on rope. Uh, actually, Lindy did this and, you know, this guy, he's, he has messed with his ears a lot. He's got, you know, hearing aids and I've had him out on the on the rifle range for a long time, and so that didn't help at all. I hope he doesn't try to get me for like workers' comp or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, he said that um, you know that typically, if we're going to be around these, we're kind of idiots if we're not using both in the ear protection as well as over the ear protection. And uh, when somebody uh, of his stature says something like this, I'm going to listen because I know that I'm I'm getting on up in age too, and he's he's feeling the effects of being out here for so long. And he, he says he uses Surefire Sonic Defenders inside of his ears over uh, electronic muffs. And so he turns up his electronic muffs to where he can still have conversations and everything else, but he uses those inside the ear as well. And I think that if, if you know, he, he made the comment about <clears throat> that the outside, you know, will protect you from some of the concussion and blasts and stuff like that, but, you know, that it's really not enough if you're trying to really maintain your hearing. And we all should. And if somebody's out there that's just starting, I'll tell you right now, 
Um, it, don't, don't do it. I mean, people, I, I'm guilty of it. I got a class that's full of, you know, suppressed guns and I'm guilty of not wearing hearing protection during that. And that is my bad. That's me being extremely stupid because I should be wearing that all the time because I, I need to protect what I have left. So I want to appreciate, I appreciate Lindy uh, coming in and saying that. He said also that we, we pronounce loophole wrong. It's loophole, not loophole. So we, we got to sort our shit on that one. Yeah, he kind of he kind of squared us away on that part. So it's uh, I, I'm probably still gonna say Leopold. I can't bring myself to put loophole. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, whenever second rifles only, and and I'll, I'll hit you with a taser. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not OC spray, I'll take a taser. <laughs> uh, cool. Cool. Let me see what else I have here. Uh, Self evaluation. This was one that. I want to just talk about it real quickly. Um, you know, how we can evaluate ourselves, what's important, what's not, what, how kind of shooter we are. I'd like to direct uh, people over to Riflecraft uh, with a K. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Way has some, some targets that you can download and then upload, and it's uh, several different positions shooting your rifle, and it'll kind of let you know exactly where you are as a shooter. Um, again, I want to. I, I want to really talk about that one on the next podcast. Mm -hmm. um, because we'll have we're going to have a couple of guests here, and I think we'll be able to get into that a lot better. Um, okay. But it, everybody knows that we have the email, the uh, Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast email. Um, if you have questions at any time and you want to talk about anything, please send us an email. R O A P at riflesonly.com and here's going to be your homework um next podcast that we do we're going to have two guests on uh allison zane and regina milkovich so these two girls are the only two females to have won national level rifle matches and uh, i know regina very well uh i've met allison we've spoken a little bit uh but i think this is going to be pretty good podcast and so what i want you guys to do email us email us any question that you would have for these two i mean you've got you know one lady who's very mature another one that is very very young can't even I, drive I think, yet no she can't drive yet and uh and uh of course regina works as a, as a dispatcher but um i am really really excited to have these two on the podcast and i've got my list of questions but I want y'all to send in the list of questions too. And it doesn't, you don't have to ask just one and say, Hey, I want to know this. And I want to know this, you know, how does, you know, Regina handle this and how does Alex handle this? I mean, there, you got two people here that are really, really good, good, solid shooters. And to have, you know, their, their, uh, their performance of, of late, you know, you got to I just want y'all to send in some questions on that. You know, me and Regina have had this conversation before. You know, we, we've never really done a ladies' trophy at Rifles Only at any of our matches. And uh, the reason that I have it is because I never really felt that the ladies were at a disadvantage. I always felt like that they could, you know, they could shoot just as well as, as the men, you know, on any given day. And these two, these two have proven that time and time again. I think uh, combined, it's seven matches. So far, Dave, am I right on that? It's something around that. I know a hundred percent that uh, Allison actually has three PRS two-day wins because she, along with Morgan King, are the only two right now that have a perfect three hundred. And I think she won one last year. And I think Regina's up to three now. I believe. 
three or four. Something like that. So we're looking at seven or eight between the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I, I'm just, I'm really excited to have them on. Um, you know, I've been, I've been working with Regina for a long, long time and, and, uh, you know, we, we have a really good relationship and she's a, she's a wealth of knowledge, you know, for the, the competition side of the house, as is Allison, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I just wanted to let y'all know, Hey, that's, that's one of the things that we're going to do, but I know that you know, they're not, they didn't just you know, pick up a rifle and start doing this. They both, they both had a, a path to success. And that's why I think that, Talking about the mental preparations and then the self-evaluations, I think that's going to be a really good topic with those two. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and we'll just get more into it, but you can't get where they're at without being very honest with yourself. And uh, we all have issues with that. We, you know, being very honest with ourselves about what's going on and what we should practice. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like I said, y'all, please, please, R-O-A-P at RiflesOnly.com. That's the email. Send in questions for these two. Um, maybe you can get some, some tricks and increase your scores or find out something that you're doing wrong that you need to stop doing because these, uh, you know, they, they're really good shooters. And, and I'm just, I'm so delighted that, you know, we <clears throat> have seen, you know, this, this quality of shooter, you know, uh, in a female come up and, and, you know, smoke the guys. I think that's awesome. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. And, uh, I mean, I think Allison's picking up like three trophies a match now, uh, the, the top junior, the, the open winner and the, the top lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I think it's awesome. She's gonna have to have um. She's gonna have to build a trophy ring for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of hardware. Also, uh, I don't think you could hear it on your end. I'm gonna apologize to anybody that heard it. I had an alarm set. We were gonna do this podcast at 3:30, so I had an alarm set for 3:15. So if a little while ago you heard some, uh, like a ringtone or something, I forgot the alarm was there. But uh, it 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 wasn't that long. But if anybody heard it, sorry about that. <laughs> All right, no big deal. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to put in, like I said, I knew that this one was going to be a short one um, because I got stuff I got to do. But I had a conversation a couple of days ago with Joe Baker from Geo Ballistics, mm-hmm. and uh, this is kind of a teaser out there. Can't really say much of the stuff he was telling me, but he's got an upgrade coming out for uh, Ballistic Arc that is going to be off the charts amazing. You know, I've I've been using you know his for a long, long time. I like it because I can you know, have it with my phone. You and I have discussed the positives and negatives of phones versus mm-hmm. kestrels. And mm-hmm. I like it on my phone and, uh, we use it to great success, um, up in Colorado, uh, on the center fire stuff, as well as the rim fire stuff we were doing. Uh, it was, you know, there was, I could go in on the map and I could put myself where I wanted to be. And then I knew where there was a target and it would let me know if I could actually see the target or not, just because it was into the terrain features there, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. he's, he's had that for a while on there. But uh, he's he's um, he's doing some upgrades to this, and I think here in the next couple of months it's going to be released. Uh, I think everybody's really going to like this, or being able to get get every all the information you need, you know, just to you really really quick to make you know good and accurate shots. So I'm excited about that. No, I wasn't supposed to talk about that. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, I'm excited. I, I'm I'm really really excited about seeing this new update. Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome. And I, I'm always, I, I mean, whether I'm going to end up using anything or not, I, I like, I, I pick up everything, pretty much everything that, that comes out for this game uh, or that, that we do, I pick up uh, whether it works out for me or not, but, and, and most of it's really good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, you got a new bit of new bit of hardware coming in pretty soon, don't you? That you're going to talk to us about next time. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'll have it. So everybody's heard of uh, annealing made perfect and their uh, annealing machine. Uh, you know, there's a thousand debates uh, on, or there used to be a thousand debates on whether it was worth it, and I think it's almost become for a lot of people the standard annealing machine, uh, just because it does a lot of stuff. It'll it'll analyze your brass and tell you, you know, 
give you almost a, what they consider anyway a perfect anneal every time. And uh, it's almost become the standard. It's a little pricey if uh, some guys are still using open flame and all. But anyway, they just released. They've been working on it for probably a couple years. I saw it last year at SHOT Show, and it looks quite different than it does now. It's a uh, basically an electronic seating uh, press. So a lot of us, I, myself included, I use, uh, you know, like an Arbor press with a chamber die and, and stuff like that. We can monitor our seating pressure. And for me, I'm just actually faster with it. I'd use it anyway. Well, they have now released their amp uh, press. And what this is going to do is it's, uh, one, you're not going to have to pull a lever anymore. So there's that. Uh, it, and it, it works on an auto mode if you wanted to. But anyway, it's going, what's up? Oh. Go ahead. oh, sorry. Uh, so anyway, it, what it's going to do is you're going to use a, like a standard Wilson chamber seating die or whatnot that you would use an Arbor press. It's going to do the press just like it would, but it can measure uh, when you set it up, it measures the the distance that that travels. Uh, and then over the entire distance that it travels, it will give you a graph and you'll be able to see the seating pressure for the entire thing. So in theory, you will be able to see differences in uh, the neck tension or the inside diameter, uh, even chamfering. Uh, this thing should be sensitive enough. You can see if you didn't chamfer your stuff right, or if uh, if you got too much friction, you need some lube, or there's something you know you didn't brush the inside of your necks after you anneal them. There's just a ton of things that the that I can't say that it will help or it won't, but there's just a, a the possibility for measuring stuff. It's just a ton of different things we can do with it. I ordered mine yesterday, and it should be in here next week. I I don't know how much data I will have, but I'll be able to give you a little quick review on um, how easy it is to use, if you know what I think of it so far. I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm pretty big on the loading side, and even though uh, it all what matters most is what's on paper and how it does on the range, uh, I'm I'm really big into I'm very data driven. If I know if I go to the range knowing that it's it's going to perform already, uh, it just makes my day easier. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm pretty excited about it. it you know, it, it, if nothing else, it may tell us that a lot of the stuff that we want to measure doesn't really matter. And in my opinion, having definitive proof of that is worth its weight in gold. And so this is a press. Yeah, this is an actual, I don't know. Have, have you seen an Arbor press that some guys use to seat bullets? Yeah. All right. This is basically that, but it's electronic. Okay. And it plugs and in your, oh, go ahead. It push out. What's that? I couldn't hear. And it like push out per hour. Uh, yeah. So it's it you, it as fast as you can move it. Basically, you're still gonna have to feed it, but it's a uh, okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a manual feed, but it will. I don't know if it'll really increase your your speed or whatnot, but it will. Uh, for me, uh, I load a lot. I'm pretty high uh, high round count. So just having this, every single bullet that I seat, uh, whether I was going to seat on an Arbor press or a regular press, this machine is one less time I have to grab a lever. All right, nice, nice. Well, I'm interested to hear how that works out. And uh, yeah, send me some, send me, text me some pictures of that thing too when you get it in. Oh yeah, as soon as I get it, I'm going to be posting up about it and, and see what I get. What I think I'm going to do is I've already talked to somebody. I'm going to send off uh, probably 50 pieces of brand new brass for the 6GT and have them laser engraved with a number. Mm -hmm. That way I can, uh, they won't really be my match stuff, but it'll be testing. Every time I go to the range, I'll do something. And then uh, what? that's another thing. What you could do with this uh, press is it records a graph or a curve for every single round that you load. So you can just be mindlessly loading and then you can go back at the end and look and see if there's anything that 
you know, maybe you want to call out. I mean, it'd be probably for what we do, not as much for F class bench rest guys. It'd be a bigger deal. But what I'm yeah. going to do is uh, laser engrave 50 pieces of brass and then load them in that order every single time and just see if there is a pattern that comes out. You know, this is a new new for us. We've always had pressure gauges and whatnot, but we've never had an electronic readout that graphs uh, the seating uh, pressure, the seating force along the entire uh, motion of that bullet. So it it may turn. I mean, I don't know. It might learn some things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, cool. Well, awesome. Well, that that sounds really good to me, man. I'm really waiting to hear about a report on that. But uh, but yeah, like I said, we I apologize. We knew this was going to be a short one, but we wanted to get this stuff out to y'all mainly mainly for the questions for Regina and Allison. And so remember, it's R O A P at riflesonly.com and get those emails coming in, and we'll we'll make a big list and we'll cover it all. We'll make sure that if they have to stay with us for a long time, they will. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll. we'll, we'll... We'll go long. We'll, uh, we're not going to cut it short. And this is more kind of a please send in the questions, almost like a pilot program. Cause, uh, we've got a lot of other guests that have already said they'd like to come on or, or we have, uh, looking at scheduling. And, uh, if this works out, that's the way we'd like to do it. Hey, we'll tell you a week or two ahead of time who our next guest is going to be, or when we're going to have a guest, you send us all your questions. Cause I'd much rather talk to them about what, what you guys want to talk to them about. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man, Dave, that's all I got for today, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I just, uh, like always check out, uh, voodoo rifles, we bad Armageddon gear, sniper's hide. We already talked about rifle craft. Uh, what's, uh, uh sniper's hide everyday sniper. What's, uh, what's Kalen and Phil's the, yeah, that's the modern, modern day sniper. sniper. I talked to Kalen this morning and, uh, he has scheduled, he has scheduled a couple classes down here at rifles only in December mm-hmm. and he's going to, he's going to start pushing those out. I think they're already on his calendar. I think he's going to start getting more, out some more information on that. So we're excited to have him and Phil come down and and uh, and run a couple classes here at Rifles Only. So you know, block out some time if you want to come in for that. All right, uh, let's see. Voodoo Grind Ops Coffee, Tahoe Trucking, EC Tuner is Eric Cortina. You got anybody else need to throw out there? Loophole, 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 loophole. Yeah, loophole, loophole, Magpul, Thunderbeast. We already said Sniper Side, Modern Day Sniper. <clears throat> so yeah, that, those are the those are the ones, man. You can get everything you need. All right. Well, that's a good one, guys. Uh, just one more time. Send us all the questions you can think of for Regina and Allison. Very cool, man. Very cool. Sorry to cut it short, Dave. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Take care.